0: I'm mandi going to be able to do that.
1: Praise the Lord and welcome to Thrive. Congratulations to all of us. You know, I recently um, concluded. Well, it's actually not concluded. It's an ongoing season, you know, of God would do it again service. Congratulations to all of us. All the recipients of favor, blessings, mercy. You know, all our testimonies will be permanent in the name of Jesus. Welcome to thrive today is the 20th of october and you know it's an important day now an important day for us in nigeria I'm not making a political statement but just re-emphasizing the fact that we have a prophecy we hold on to in god's favorite house and that prophecy is that nigeria will win nigeria will win if you are joining us for the very first time this is a prophecy we've been engaging and we've been praying about since um we heard it and we trust the lord that in the name of jesus nigeria will win so today especially you know say it where you are and pray it where you are nigeria will win if we have time at the end of the of the session you know time permitting papi permitting will will pray for nigeria from um a very special verse to me you know, it was, it's for something else for me, but you know, it's also relevant to Nigeria as a, as a nation, you know, because it was prayed for the nation of Israel is in Ezekiel 36, um, verses four, 13 to 15. If we have time, if we don't have time, please engage with this scripture and speak into the land of Nigeria and Nigeria will win. (laughs) So Welcome again. If you are joining us for the very first time, this is our midweek Bible study experience. We call it Thrive, and we're delighted that you know you found us and you've joined us today. Um, we are praying that the Lord God Almighty will touch you and ensure that as you've come today, you will not go empty in the mighty name of Jesus. As he's blessing us, so shall he bless you. So welcome. Um, and let's go into our study today. We're in part six, James chapter three, verses one to 12. James chapter three, verses one to 12. You know, the, the study of the book of James has been so fascinating, so interesting, so deep. You know, lots of learning experiences, you know, so thank you to all the teachers that have taken us you know, into this book of James. And I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. Kind of, I've divided this into two parts. Because when you read James 3, 1 to 12, it's chapter one is, at ad- verse one, sorry, is addressing something. And it looks like chapter, verse two to 12 are talking about the same thing. So if you permit, we'll read verse one first, speak about verse one first, then go into verses two 12. So for those of us that are just getting our Bibles, you know, James chapter 3, verses 1 to 12. James 3, 1 to 12. My dear brothers and and sisters, please do not be, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. Don't be so eager to become a teacher in church since you know that we who teach are held to a higher standard of judgment. This is James 3.1 from the Passion Translation. My, My dear brothers and sisters, please, that's me adding, please, don't be so eager to become a teacher in the church since you know that we who teach are held to a higher standard of judgment. And we're just going to pause there and talk about that a little. Because the first thing that probably comes to our mind is um, that this verse is well, okay. The literal, the literal um, thing that comes to our mind when we engage with this verse is that the Bible is exactly what the Bible is saying. You know, the people that teach will be um, judged by, or the script will be marked by a different kind of marking scheme which is more strict which is you know clear what the bible um, has said right there but if you look at under the surface a little it, it would seem that in those days like now there are some people that are jostling for position in church for the wrong motives because he's saying to them don't be too eager to become a teacher because then it goes ahead to explain why they shouldn't be too eager to become a teacher, to become a teacher in church. So it is clear that there's some learning that, you know, for us to get from there. As clear as there's no other way to to say it. Come with the right motives in doing God's work. You know, um, James was pretty blunt in, in saying that But there's also another reason, there's also another point I would like to, to share apart from this warning. The second thing is, is, is it for you to see this because of this very blunt warning and use that as an excuse not to grow, use that as an excuse, not to handle responsibilities in church, you know, basically say, yeah, because James has said that we will be judged you know, with a stricter lens. I don't want to take on responsibility in church. And just to say, I don't, know, I don't know if I'm speaking to anyone here specifically. I don't believe that that will be happening in God's favorite house. But per adventure, there is someone that is here that you know, has used that um, verse as a crutch or is using similar verses as a crutch the bi- teaching in the Bible is not, uh, it's not a, it's not an option. It's more an obligation and I will support that statement with the following. The first is that our father, Jesus himself was many things, but he was mainly a teacher. He always taught. He would teach them heal. He would teach them do this, but he was always teaching. So teaching is very important to Jesus. Even in the, um, in the Great Commission, and I'm going to read out Matthew 28, 26, 18 to 20, Jesus said, all authority, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And, verse 20, teaching them to obey Obey everything I have commanded you, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So that's another point. Why, why teaching is important. I'm saying this because of how I started and how verse started said, don't just sue for position. The flip side of that is the Bible expects you to teach. The Bible, in your daily life, it doesn't have to be a position in church, but teach others about Christ so that at the end of the day, all of us have a robust knowledge of Christ. That is a sign of spiritual maturity. Um, not to belabor that point, but as I as I move on from that point, as we move on from that point, the re- in reality, the amount of investment that has been deposited in some of us, <laughs> whether you... Realize it or not, whether you decide to take up the Great Commission and all the instructions, and there are many verses in the Bible that instruct us to teach. I'll share some verses, we can't read them today. But whether you decide to take up that responsibility, which is a sign of spiritual maturity, by the way, or not, because of the investment that has been placed in you, you will be judged by a different set of lengths in the first place. So you might as well take up the gauntlet and let's all in our various capacities, as best as we can teach the gospel of Christ. So I just wanted to balance both sides because of how I started. Okay, now that we have dealt with verse one, I'll just read verses two to 12, and we'll spend some time um, talking about some Bible characters that bring these verses to life. I'm deliberately reading very slowly. It's deliberate. It's deliberate because these words are weighty. These words are very weighty. And actually, before we even proceed, I, I realized before part, and we're just going to pause right now because we entered into the word of God and I, I didn't start by, by praying. So we come to you, Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus as we engage your word this evening, this morning, different parts of the world that we're in, we ask in the name above all names that these words are life to us in the name of Jesus. That as we bow down our hearts to hear from you, everything we thought we know will give way to what you want us to know in the mighty name of Jesus, that these words are life. And as they come into us, it begins to apply specifically to all our situations in the name of Jesus. That today only you will be glorified, no one else. To you we give all the honor, to you we give all the glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. So let's go into verse two. Verse two says, we're still James 3, verse two. We all fail in many areas, but especially with our words yet if we're able to bridle the words we say we are powerful enough to control ourselves in every way and that means our character is mature and fully developed horses have bits and bridles in their mouths so that we can control and guide their large body and the same with mighty sheep Though they are massive and driven by fierce winds, yet they are steered by a tiny rudder at the direction of the person at the helm. And so the tongue is a small part of the body, yet it carries great power. Just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze, the six. And the tongue is a fire. It can be compared to the sum total of wickedness, and it's the most dangerous part of our human body. It corrupts the entire body and is a hellish flame. It releases a fire that can burn throughout the course of human existence. The seventh, For every wild animal on earth, including birds, creeping reptiles, and creatures of the sea and land, I've all been overpowered and tamed by humans, but the tongue is not able to be tamed. It's a fickle, unrestrained evil that spills out words full of toxic poison. We use our tongue to praise God our Father, and then we turn around and curse a person who was made in his very image. Out of the same mouth, we pour out words of praise one minute and curses the next. My brothers and sisters, this should never be. Verses 11 to 12. Would you look for olive, olives hanging on a fig tree or go to pick figs from a grape vine? Is it possible that fresh and bitter water can flow out of the same spring? So neither can a bitter spring produce fresh water. May God bless the reading and hearing of, 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 this word. I, I, I don't know about you, but reading this was very sobering, extremely, extremely sobering for me. <clears throat> and before I go ahead, I want to share, um, something recent, something, um, that happened to one of us at GFH during this. GWDIA season. So it was one of the nights of the vigil. And because I don't want you to know if this person is male or female, I'm going to use the pronoun they so that you won't be teasing. <clears throat> this they said that during worship on one of the nights on vigil week, that the Holy Spirit said to them, For you to succeed in this new level, I'm taking you to, you will have to mind your business a lot. So they said that when they heard this, they actually opened their eyes because, you know, startled, wondering what was happening. You know how you think that, you know, it can't be from the Holy Spirit, somebody speaking beside you. That then the Holy Spirit continued after a few minutes and said, there are some conversations that you must not engage in. That at those times, at those times of those conversations that you're not supposed to engage in, that you should respond as follows. I have not been, so this is inverted air quotes because I'm quoting someone now. I have not been afforded the grace to engage in that conversation. For those who speak Yoruba, uh, I'll translate it because that's the only Nigerian language I can speak. Um, Everybody else, you know, Please help me in the different chat rooms if you can speak other languages and translate what I, I was saying. This person actually said that the Holy Spirit said to them that there are certain conversations that will come their way, and that the response they're supposed to give if you were speaking in Yoruba is "me new orfe, lati that's your name. or "I have not been given the grace to have this kind of conversation." That is deep. That. For me, knowing that and reading this chapter in the Bible has taught me, even if I don't even learn anything again, that for me is deep. Because it was clear, this person was told that that was a key to getting to the next level. Sometimes, sometimes we honestly get ourselves into trouble by having the wrong discussion or by saying the wrong things. There are some things that are beyond your pay grade. So for people that want to use this in the work context, just say, when somebody comes to tell you, come and have a conversation with you that, you know, you have no business having, just say, this is beyond my pay grade and move on. Because what we have learned here, that if we can control our tongue, then we can determine whether we'll be successful or not. And a lot of the times we get into trouble with our tongue, it's usually none of our business. It's not even matters that concern us. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it matters that don't concern us. So having said that, I'd like to to just move on to examples of people in the scripture that demonstrated either the ability to um, use words for life, or to use words for death. The first scripture that is important, that is relevant, is Proverbs 18.21, very familiar scripture to all of us. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, your words are so powerful, for they will kill or give life, and the talkative person will reap the consequences. So we know from this, chapter, this verse that words can either give life or death. We've just read a set of verses that was talking about how words can set a whole forest on fire, you know, can set the whole nation on fire, ETC. But this other verse, all the way in Proverbs is saying something that is very similar, words can either give life or death. So let's go into the scripture. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to talk about all of them that we're supposed to learn from today, the first, of course, the ultimate is Jesus, the master communicator, the awesome communicator. I mean, learning from Jesus, going through how he communicated, I I can possibly never be able to do justice to it, um, to to how Jesus communicated. But I'll try my best and share some examples. Hopefully we'll learn from it. Again, we're talking about James 3, 1 to 12. Jesus, the master communicator, whose word, who used his words to give life? The first thing we learn about Jesus is that he will tailor his communication to match his audience. Some of us, the reason why we have been limited from going into next level is that you talk to um, the king the same way you will talk to, I don't know. And I'm not trying to say that we should discriminate between people or we should be classist. No, there is a protocol to engage in certain types of groups of people. Not only engaging them, but also communicating in the way they would hear. They would understand. We see Jesus when he's talking to the Pharisees and the religious leaders, he will use certain words he never used when he was talking to um, the other people. He would never call the people, as the Bible describes or his followers of the people as we will never call them hypocrites. He will never call them certain words, but he used certain words when he was talking to certain people. He was tailoring his message. And I think it is a skill that we all have to learn that you cannot just, there's a there's a time that you speak um, firm, and there is a time that you speak meek. You have to be able to discern how your words will give life. I'll move on from that. Um, The second thing we learn from Jesus is that he listened well before responding. Again, we're talking about words, how important they are, how they direct our lives, how they can either give life or give death. Jesus always listened well before responding. He didn't just respond. I'm gonna be reading from Proverbs 18. Um, verse 13, New Living Translation. The Bible says spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. It's the Bible that said it all. And when Jesus was listening well before speaking, he was doing two things that we should learn if we want our words to always give us life. He was first probing I'm paying attention to those questions to see how it aligned with the word of God, because most of the time he would respond with scripture. So he was tapping into the knowledge of God because he was God himself. But, you know, we are not, but we can, we have access to tap into it. So the best thing he would do is listen to that, whatever that person is saying and check the alignment with the word of God. Um, relevant verse there is Proverbs two, six. And at the same time, it was listening to hear to check the heart of the person that was asking him the question. So it wasn't only listening to the question to open his mouth and speak. He was checking the heart of who was speaking to him, which was why you could never catch Jesus. You could never hear him say the wrong thing at the wrong time because he was listening not only for what you were saying he was listening he was checking your heart as you were saying it papi taught us on sunday he said and he said some of us will get it on wednesday you know he said that if you do not pay for a product then you are you are the product how is that relevant to what i'm talking about sometimes we're engaging in a conversation and you don't realize that that conversation is a trap for you meanwhile you are busy opening your mouth i'm busy opening my mouth and talking about somebody else not even realizing that it's it's instead of speaking stop and listen tap into the wisdom of jesus first before speaking um we see we see this example in we see a perfect example of this in John eight, and I'm not going to read the scripture because of time. John eight one to eleven, the in New Living Translation, the story of a woman caught in adultery. They were talking to Jesus. The first time they were talking, they asked him the question. He could hear them. He wasn't answering them. He was checking. But anyway, he knew their hearts. Anyway, the second time they asked him the question. Was, it was, after the second time that he then answered, but the answer he gave to them showed that he clearly listened to them. He had discerned their intention. He had discerned from the word of God, what to say, cause by the time he delivered the message, nobody could say a word. Is that is that kind of statement that is end of discussion. Scripture says that one by one, they dropped their stone and they left. Let's learn from Jesus how to communicate like a boss. Jesus was um, consistent in communication, even even at times where it was difficult, times of that it was almost a riotous situation. Again, we're not gonna be able to read this scripture, John 6, 52 to I think 58, but you know, 52, read 52 in the message version. It says, let me summarize it. The Jews were fighting. They were upset that Jesus had said, eat, eat my flesh. You have to eat my flesh and you have to drink my blood. And obviously they thought, they didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. That is cannibalistic behavior. And who do you think you are anyway? The scripture says in verse 53, but Jesus did not give an inch. Communicating life like Jesus is staying consistent to the truth, regardless of the kind of situation it is and not giving an inch just like jesus moving away quickly the second example we'll go to and this example bear with me i'm going to read the scripture is is extremely um important to me and i'll share i'll i will share why numbers six one to twelve numbers six one to twelve is a story of aaron and miriam again we're talking about the word and how we can give life and death. Now, this this topic can be controversial controversial, um, if it's listened to with bias. So I'm going to say two things before I go ahead, so that we can listen to this with with an open mind. The first is that it's not an attempt to stifle anyone from speaking truth to, to power. As believers, we're supposed to speak the truth, um, and I just said now that we have to be consistent with the truth, even in typical times, you know, so we are expected to speak the truth to power. But like I said earlier, there is a, um, protocol. Of speaking the truth to power. And I think that is where we miss it. I think that and this is just my observation. I'm not making any, um, judgmental statement over anyone. I think that's where we get it wrong because it is speaking truth to power not speaking truth against power or speaking truth about power and those are major major different things and hopefully by the time we're done with this we'll be able to talk about that the difference between speaking truth to power in the proper protocol and speaking truth against power is the difference between having a glowing skin and a leprous skin We'll find out from the story of Miriam. The second reason why I'm using this example is that, and I'm gonna ask CMM to bring something up shortly. I'm not there yet. About a week ago, I was strolling on the streets of Instagram and I came across this post from someone I follow. I mean, I was reading it. It was it was a um, Christian post, so I spent, I spent time reading it. I was interested in it, but I wasn't really paying attention you know until i got to a part of this post it was really long it was like nine pages on, on on instagram so i'm going to ask um cmm to to bring it up but i'll continue talking about it so the story was that this lady was talking about how god when god gives you an instruction he gives you that he might give you one particular instruction but the application and how it shows up is different every time. So she started giving an example of the fact that she's had insomnia at different phases in our lives, you know, and at one phase, it was due to some, at one time it was due to something else. God told her to deal with it this way. The underlying part is what is relevant to what I'm talking about. And that is what caught, caught my attention. She said the second time she had insomnia, that the Holy spirit said to her that it was a consequence of her speaking against a man of God, and that the Holy Spirit told her to ask forgiveness. You can read the rest. The third time was a spiritual attack, and the fourth time God was actually teaching her what to do. Now I'm speaking to believers. This is not a message for the woke generation. I'm, I'm speaking to believers, to people that believe the word of God. That caught my attention. And that is the reason why I'm using this verse in this teaching today. Because for me, it couldn't be coincidental. It caught my attention because in this, um, what would they call this generation? How, How did I describe it? This blockchain, virtual reality, New Testament generation. Somebody was saying that she had a physical ailment because of an action she took, speaking against someone that she wasn't supposed to speak against. She had a physical ailment. If she didn't have the Holy Spirit to tell her, this is what you did wrong, and this is how you deal with it, she actually could have been going through life and taking medication based on an action she took, and maybe the person didn't even hear. Again, This is not a whatever to not to speak against power. I'm just saying there's a difference between speaking to power and speaking against power. Let us learn from the story of Miriam and Aaron. Again, as we talk about the words giving life and words causing death. So, Miriam, okay, we're not going to be able to read this. This, I'll just give you the verse and and talk about the, the story. Miriam and Aaron had talked about, this is Exodus 12, Miriam and Aaron had talked about, um, Moses behind him because he married a woman. They didn't talk, speak and which is what I was trying to describe when I said, speak to power versus speak against or about power. Moses wasn't there, I don't know if Moses ever heard, but God overheard them, that's what the Bible said. And God overhearing them, and I I have a lot of questions regarding these verses. You know, when Papi joins, I'm gonna be asking him some of these questions. but even though he, Moses, wasn't there, and Moses was their baby brother, you know, there was a lot of familiarity, even though perhaps, what he did was wrong. We don't know because he hadn't even gotten this. They hadn't even gotten the law not to marry foreigners. So I don't understand what this issue was. Again, I'm going to ask Papi, but they got, when you read through that chapter, Miriam. let me not say they, okay. God was upset with both of them, but Miriam got punished instantly for having a conversation and the person probably didn't even hear it, but God heard it now. There's another question i'll have later two people had a conversation one person got punished so when we're having those conversations when you are talking about things that really maybe you have no business talking about or to addressing it in a way that you shouldn't be addressing it check am i aaron or am i miriam because one person got punished the other person do not get punished on that matter. I'll leave it, and we'll talk about it later. Um, if we have a little bit more time, I'll just mention the rest of the examples, and then we will we will open up for questions. I'll go back, finish, you know, by reading the verse, the last verse in the scripture reference itself, and then we'll, we'll open up for some questions. I just want to point out that at the beginning of the chapter, this chapter I'm talking about, Aaron was making mal. At the end, towards the end of the chapter, verse 11 to 12, he said to Moses, please my master, don't come down hard on us for this foolish and thoughtless sin. I'm not laughing at him. I'm just saying that there's some things that we see in life that corrects us and teaches us the right thing to do. Now, other examples about speaking life or um, speaking, I don't know, Death is uh, from Genesis 37, the story of Joseph. We're very familiar with this excitable um, young man who gifted teenager, who is who clearly is his father's favorite, and who had not learned the art of paying attention. Remember when we we're talking about Jesus? And I said, Jesus, when you speak to him, it looked as if he was listening to what you were saying, but also checking your heart, the heart of who was saying it. And that would determine how he responds to you. Joseph had not learned the art of reading body language. I say this only because, and this is Genesis 6 7, we're not going to read it. Because there were certain cues when you read this chapter that was, should have let Joseph know whether he should be sharing his dreams or not. Verse two, verse four, verse eight. your private time read it but there were clues that joseph could have picked up on that would have made him realize should i be sharing my dreams with these people or not and i just want to add that sometimes the people we have to be fair the people we call our enemies they show us cues and signs that we ignore we then share the dreams we're not supposed to share with them they then show the pepper that they, they want to show, and then we complain that they're showing us pepper. Whereas, they had, sh- they, had, they had been showing themselves. We just refused to pick up on the cues. I'll move on very quickly and talk about um, some examples. We won't go into detail, you know, so that we can end back in chapter, chapter three of James. Jephthah is another example of words why James was talking about words and talking about words that way. Jephthah, the story in Judges 11, verses 30 to 35, he made a very impetuous vow. Um, everyone, not only parents, has to read, have, we all have to read this, Judges 11, 30 to 35. He was making a vow to God. He was asking for victory. And the vow was so open-ended that again this is another question i'm going to ask papi what was he thinking when he made this vow because clearly he wasn't expecting it to be his daughter that would come out first to meet him was he expecting somebody else's daughter was he expecting an animal i'm not sure but he made a vow that whoever it was that met him first when he comes from if god gave him victory whoever it was that met him first when he was coming from battle will be sacrificed to blood. guess what it was his daughter that came out and of course we all know the end of that story so learning not to um to to be careful when we speak even in worship in the presence of the owner of this universe the ultimate god be careful let's be careful even in our excitement what we say to god he is god you know so Um, we'll, we'll end with a positive example, David and Goliath, first Samuel, David with, you know, in the scenario, we go in his battle with Goliath, first Samuel 17, very familiar. We know the scripture, but I just want to call attention to the many times that David spoke out. He didn't. He didn't know something in his head and keep it in his head. Words bring life or death. He used words to create victory for himself. He used words to create life for himself. And we can learn from that. So verses 32, verse 33, verse 34, which I'll read. The Bible says that, but David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I'll go after it. It is, it is, it is. Then, verse 37, he says, The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Points to note there is that, like I said earlier, he didn't keep his knowledge to his mind, he said it out. So maybe someone should say sorry it's okay there is a time to be humble there is a time not to be humble it wasn't and this even has nothing to do with humility sometimes we pretend to be humble because it's really pretentious and you know we we don't say some things that we're supposed to say out somebody is crossing you and you 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 are keeping quiet and you are um I don't know, for whatever reason, not engaging as you should. That's the wrong time for that where we are for the, in the interest of time, we'll just, you know, stop here for questions. Papi, <laughs> welcome Papi. Papi's in the house. I have loads of questions for him, so I'm excited to see him. Um, Papi. Okay. Hello,
0: Papi. Hi, Pastor Papi. Well
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Lots to learn here. I don't even think justice was done to the, the, to the reference text itself, because there oh. is so much in the reference text itself, but it's just that all over the Bible, it's as if this message of our words and our tongue being so important has always been there speaking to us, but we haven't been paying attention. I don't know why we go to school and pay so much attention to our brain when <laughs> really is the tongue. <laughs> is the tongue they should have been teaching us to master our tongue. So I, I don't know if there are um, any questions from the from the from the house, but until there are questions from the house, um, I have some questions for you, Papi. Okay. Okay. Before I go into my questions proper. Um from verse seven to ten of the the scripture, or maybe nine to ten, it talks about when we use our voices to praise God, our words to praise God, our, our tongues to praise God, and then we use the same tongue to um curse a person that was made in his image. Uh-huh. You know that out of the same mouth we pour out praise one minute and curses the next. And he compares this to a bitter spring producing fresh water. So, for everyone who, by the definition of this scripture, has become a bitter spring but seeking to produce fresh water, what's the remedy?
0: Go to the source and you go to the source and cry for help that God will um, help you as you surrender you know, your your tongue to the Holy Spirit. You know, that's that's the solution. You go to the source who is God and you ask for help as you surrender your, your tongue to the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit take control of your tongue. You know, like, um, it is popularly said that it's interesting that at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came, the, the, the first thing he, he arrested was the tongue? <laughs> 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 the first thing the Holy Spirit arrested was the tongue, so mm. and, and that's that's why James would say, he that is perfect with his tongue, he that is matured that is with his tongue, is is is, the, is a blameless person. Yeah. If you think about all the problems you've had in your life, it can be traced to your tongue, and you know. And all the blessings too can be traced to your tongue, you know, so it's true. or somebody else's tongue, you know, all the problems also can be traced to somebody else's tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah, so yeah.
1: So true, so true. Okay, so um my second question is I mean, and I was thinking about the part of this scripture that was saying just think of how a small flame can set a huge forest ablaze and the tongue is a fire, Miriam and Aaron. Why was it only Miriam that got punished? um, When it was both of them that judged the case?
0: Well, um, you could look at it from um, a practical side. And of course, I'm not gonna talk about you from a spiritual side. From the practical side, you can imagine who will have topped the most? <laughs> you can imagine who would have done the, the for the girl, you know. You will have imagined who would have been beefing the poor girl, you know, that Moses is married, JJ, you know, and that is not none of their business, by the way, you know. So it's, it's a big lesson, the things we the things we make our business, that is really not our business, you know. But you could say Miriam was the one that used to change Moses's diaper. Miriam was the one that carried Moses as a baby and put him in that basket to save his life. Miriam was the one that went was bold enough to meet the uh, Pharaoh's daughter and say, oh, let me get you a nanny. Yeah. Who was one that orchestrated getting Moses's mom. So she felt she uh, she had a stake and she could Pick into his life. I mean, this boy, you know. But what did she she did factor in is the fact that Moses of before is different from Moses that is now anointed. So, so the anointing changes a man to a different person, um, um, and and, and status. Now, to your question, so the first thing is is this: it's likely, you know. If you to that she uh i, I say a whole lot more you know than you know that Mary, that's that is just me thinking you know and that's a practical thing that we know about you know you know our, our blessed woman you know <laughs> you know <laughs> and all that stuff but i would say that if you notice also how god honors the offices that he institutes. So Miriam was a prophetess. A prophetess, she prophesied by the spirit. But the office at the time was in the, the priesthood which was held by Aaron. So as long as Aaron wore that effort and had those stones and stood in that office, God's judgment cannot come upon Aaron. Should I take that again? Are I you heard Are you, you. Are you <laughs> I so, I was just So even if you checked when his sons offered strange fires, all the places where Aaron would have normally been punished, Aaron did not die. You know, he had to take the 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 effort of him before you know so until Aaron had that as long as rather Aaron stood in that office as a priest over God's people. God's wrath cannot fall upon him. And that's yeah. and that mm, and that's how it works. Yeah. So so the fact that you know the Holy Ghost is coming upon different people in the camp you know Different people are prophesying, people are seeing visions, the Miriams, you know, they are prophesying, they have small, small prophets, you know, doing this and that. The people tend to get conceited, you know, and, and said, and, you know, if you see their basis as God only spoken by, by Moses. <laughs> so true. It means, means that the small, small vision she was seeing was getting into her head, you know. It means that the prophecies that she was giving, albeit accurate, was confusing her to think that she's at par with Moses. I'm going to have to set things straight. I said, listen, if I'm talking to you guys, I'm talking to you in parables. But when I'm talking to this guy, I'm talking to him as a friend, as a man to man. I know, I know, I I know. So Aaron, from a spiritual standpoint, understanding the order of God, Mm. Iran was spared because of his office
1: mm. Mm.
0: yeah
1: thank you so much I mean for me um even after now I'm going to go back to to that chapter because there's so much to 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 learn from that and I think it's applicable in almost every context in life even at work
0: mm. you know
1: it is you can't number one, we should learn not to be outsiders whooping more than the bereaved because really God doesn't really need any deputy to, to sanction who he will sanction, to pull back who he will pull back. He, he's God. He can do that by himself. But sometimes we get carried away. Sometimes it's passion because I don't think, I, I know these people loved Moses, but let's not get carried away with what I, I hear the message being and if you don't learn how to say this conversation is outside my pay grade, it's beyond my pay grade, or I don't have the Oriel Fair to be having this kind of conversation. What will happen, like what happened there, is that you don't, you don't even know if the person you're having this conversation with is an error. And when the punishment now comes, it's only you that you will share so, so, why must you even be punished in the first place? Mind your business. Let God, you know, let's all focus on what we're supposed to focus on and let God do his own part. Let's mind our business. The second question, you want to say something, Papi? No, 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 go ahead. The, the second question um, has to do with Jephthah, because for me, that again is another painful part of scripture. So that's the, the impestor, um, the guy that made the um, not completely well thought through vow, um, God give me victory. If you give me victory, the first person that comes out, I'll give to you. I, I really want to know I'm not, this is not a trick question. I'm just curious. When he was saying that, who did he want? Who did he think was going to come? Cause he didn't think it was going to be his child. So what was he expecting and what can we learn from that?
0: Okay. So I mean, number one, we should be careful of making promises to god that it didn't require of us you know god did not condition his victory on what it will give him so and for us in the new testament our victory is already secured in christ jesus and sometimes that of appreciation which is in order will say to god oh i'm going to give you this i'm going to give you that i'm going to give you this now the things we say we'll give God, we should just make sure we we give him. You know, if that's one thing that you have to give to Jephthah, you know, he followed through on his vow. A lot of people make vows and they don't follow through and they are pleading the blood of Jesus. (laughs) No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. You follow through on your vow. In fact, do you know that there's Actually, could be a blessing for following through your vows, even though, even if it is a vow that God didn't ask you to make, but the, the, the fact that you held on to your integrity, you know, heaven still blesses you. But back to Jephthah, when it is a saying that when you throw a stone in the market, <laughs> hmm, it's, it, it usually hits your family member. To say that you will sacrifice a human life to a God that has not required required that of you means that you have chipping the life of everybody around you. Mm -hmm. Because a servant or a maid or a guard should be the first you will see as a king when you are coming back. But you know how God works. So the, the life of the guard is not less important than the life of your daughter to god all the lives every soul is, is is equal and is the same before god so to him probably he would have thought okay all these guys i just sacrificed one to god you know <laughs> i God got now or uh, it happened that I, his daughter was the first to come out you know so Yes, it's foolishness. We should just read ourselves of foolishness and, um, and be slow to speak. Be slow to speak, particularly in God's presence. And mm-hmm. how do you know God's presence? You know, God's presence, look at Miriam and Aaron. They were not necessarily having a church service, you know? No. Mm-hmm. So where, where two Christians are, are present? Typically, God is present, you know? You know, when two Christians are present, typically God is present. So the things you say, they are crucial, you know. And like you you said concerning Aaron, that you don't know (laughs) the person that you are having a conversation with. You don't know what God will see and spare them, you know. Aaron, like I said, did not die until that effort was taken from him. And added to Eliezer, his son. Until then, there was no judgment that could come up, come upon Aaron. So it's also it's also the protection of of being called of God. You see, so yeah. it, which is also the beauty of 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 yielding yourself for God to use, because God doesn't discard the people He uses. God does not. You see, to He does not, and he, their cane is not in your hands. Mm. <laughs> Which, which is why, for um, I mean, Ibami, mean, you've been with me for you've been with us for how long? Decades, right? You will never hear me come out and criticize any man of God or what have you. Why, why have you have you, know, have you ever heard someone that I preached and criticize preach anybody? I would never do it. You know why? Because I'm not his master. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 I'm not his master. Oh. You know, yeah,
1: so that's enough said. <laughs> <laughs> so true, sir. So true. And, you know, the post, the Instagram post I was talking about, and that woman that said she, she had insomnia. Mm. If mean, God didn't have mercy on her and point out, she might never have known because sometimes you talk and you move away. But mm. words, the talk. And that is why the tongue is more dangerous than the brain because mm. the, those words you've spoken. There must be a result from those words for you yourself might have forgotten forgotten Absolutely. them um i was laughing at some time you were talking it was because of something that, um someone posted i don't want to mention his name on the page and um, he said that just i was expecting his wife to come out i'll pass no comments to that but that's why i laughed <laughs> but there's a question
0: well
1: there's
0: a possibility. There's a possibility. Believe me, you know, you know, because I mean, the person is very naughty though. But if you, but if you, if you look at it right, there are a lot of people that are Christians that are married. They are just waiting for rapture. <laughs> they are just, they are just waiting for rapture. You know, hmm. and they can't dispense of their wives because they know God will not be happy with that. Hmm. And you know, so they are just waiting. So if by chance, I'm trying not can try to laugh. Laugh. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my God!
1: No, that was just a joke. We don't mean it. If you are here for the very first time, we don't mean it we don't mean it (laughs) to. It was just a joke. Okay. Um, there's a question. The question from YouTube says, the message today teaches that we shouldn't curse. There are people that do things deserving of curses. What do we do to curse them? Even if it's only a shikini
0: curse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Is so the person wants permission to curse.
1: Oh no, the person is just saying the Bible is telling us not to curse, but there's some people that have done things that are deserving of curses. So how okay. do we curse them okay. without cursing okay. them?
0: So <clears throat> the the scripture um that speaks to that. The verse, can you point me to the verse? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the verse that talk about the spring. Um, yes. That verse um, 8.
1: Hold on, sir. Yeah, it is... No, the last verse, 12.
0: Verse is it 12. that
1: fresh and bitter water can flow out of the same spring?
0: Okay. So... Um, So let me think from verse 9. So Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who are made in the image of God. Um, You did TPT, right? So you say we use our tongue to praise God our Father and then turn around and curse people, a person who was made in the image of, in his very image, out of the same mouth. We pour out words of praise one minute and curses the next minute, the next. My brothers and sisters, this should never be. Okay, so cursing people, I mean, is the scripture saying shouldn't be. So let's take it from, it's a um, spectrum of um, abuse, normal abuse
1: okay domestic abuse
0: yes oh, No. no, no, no. no.
1: normal abuse, baba, baba oh, abuse. Oh, see
0: okay. your head okay. like coconut <laughs> <laughs> you <know>? <laughs> <laughs> i mean see your mom like do you, you understand yeah you know, so so what i just want to explain that when you see the word curse there is is not only the extreme that we know as heaping curses on people. It's also abusing people that are in God's image. So if you see someone that is um, struggling with their work and you say, ah, you know, you abuse them the Bible is say that, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. so this talks about abusive people, people that are in the habit and of our business. The spring is a, a spring of abuse and curses. The same way cannot be a spring of praises at the same time. Now, what the other what the person is saying about some people uh, deserving of curses, Mm -hmm. you know, some people deserving of curses and everything. So, if you look at the, take the story of Moses, for instance, when God dealt with Miriam, when he heard what they said, you know, Moses didn't say a word. Mm -hmm. You know Moses did not say a word. No. In that that situation, Moses didn't Mm -hmm. say a word. But when it came to um Korah, Dayton and Abraham, Moses said, if God does a new thing today and opens the floor, the ground, and swallows these people. I mean, that is what they call Babala cause, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and swallow all their, you know. What am I saying? The important thing is your life should not depict curses. They are certain yeah. engagements that did you know that the word Barak is like a two-edged sword. It is blessing God and cursing those enemies yeah. So, so at the same time. So you so you, you could say, I oh, don't know, I'm not supposed to curse. Cursing is not supposed to come out of my mouth. But Barak is blessing God and cursing those enemies at the same time. If you read Psalm 34, when David said, take my course with them that strive with me, fight against them that fight against me, take hold of shield and buckler and stand up against those that persecute me. If you read that passage of scripture, (laughs) in, 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 in spiritual warfare, it is what it is. Do you understand? Now- It's a context. Yes. Now, if you, if you now see, of course, if you, if you have a Bible that gives you a summary of what the psalm is about, you will see that the psalm of David, when Saul was after his life. (laughs) (laughs) However, however, when David had the opportunity to strike Saul, he didn't, he didn't do it.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's the problem with these people you know they they bring it into carnality now it is strike so why It says how can you touch the lord's anointed and go scot free when it was time for god to deal with Saul, and god dealt with him and 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 and, and, and well unfortunately um um his son david's friend mm. Gender. The person that brought the message that was excited, that brought the message of their dead. Do you know what David did to the person? <laughs> That's another question, but I won't ask yeah. it today. Okay. Yeah. And and to think that it was actually David that killed them with his prayers. <laughs> really? If but it's if, true. Yeah, that some yeah. are killed. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Now. When they died, David even wrote, eulogized them. How are the mighty falling? Oh, and that's where the poem, How are the mighty falling came about, you know? You know, and and all that. And so Saul was a great man, you know? Um, Jonathan, yeah, was, you know, was, you know, great man. And he celebrated them. (laughs) Am I making sense here? 100%. Okay. i hear
1: you, I okay. Hear you. Oh,
0: completely okay so I that's it
1: <laughs> yes so to this person there is a context um it's not only curses um that you know keeping curses it's also been abusive but in a certain context in spiritual warfare it is allowed to engage that's how we learned we learned it from the scripture it is allowed to engage that way even david when he was talking to goliath called him a philistine dog that's not a an endearment, but it was because it was in the context of battle mm-hmm. and that's the mm-hmm. only that that warfare um, situation is where it, it is um allowed but also you know i don't need to summarize you just said purpose, purpose i have another question this question is from someone below the age of 10. I'm not sure if the person is 10 yet. So correct me if the person is 10 yet. Um, I'm saying that so you'll understand the context where this question is coming from. Um, says He says, the Bible says we should not curse. What God was saying to Abraham, if people curse you, I will curse them. How come?
0: <laughs> well, that also kind of uh, um, buttresses our point from the last explanation, yes. yeah. you know, so, um, the, our nature is to bless. Our nature is to bless. Is teacher's nature is to cause you to pass your exam, to teach you to pass your exam. Now, I'm not saying I don't know how the teachers are in Nigeria today, but now old time our teachers rejoice when we fail, <laughs> but but and and they get angry when you get a hundred percent, you know they're always happy when more more people fail their courses anyway, but that is just a strange setup. But ideally, your teachers, the more first class students your teachers can produce, the happier the teacher is and the more the teacher has fulfilled its purpose Mm. so god typically that's how god's nature is however when a student fails the exam the teacher still holds it to that student to give the student zero out
1: of love out of love wanting the person to do better
0: exactly and out of and out of it is not acceptable so, so there are there this world, this life is governed by principles, is governed by um by rules. When we do things that like bless God's people, God says, I will bless you back. Mm. God expects you to bless his people. But he says, if you insist on cursing them there's there are consequences to that also you know so it's is not there's no contradiction i pray your 10-year-old mind can understand what i've said you know i'm
1: sure i'm sure he understands i'm sure i'm sure he understands um any other questions if there are any other questions please send through um as we wait for the questions please prepare your offering For um, anyone that is here that is joining us for the first time, just, you know, identify yourself in the chat group. Let's give you some virtual hugs. This is God's Favorite House. This is our midweek Bible study experience. We will have two services on Sunday, same channel, if you're joining us virtually. Any questions? Um, just just to end so we've learned a few things you know when we've learned a few things on this on just, this um, yeah. course yeah. or this teaching but do you have any um, suggestion to add to how we can answer when some conversations that are not that are not appropriate for us. And so when I say appropriate, it doesn't mean this person is um, um talking about anything that is lewd or not. That's clear. The Bible deals what we're supposed to do there. You know, but someone is just having a conversation with you and you get a check in your spirit because of what we have learned today, and because of all these examples ex- examples, you get a check in your spirit, and you're like you shouldn't be having this conversation. So there is, um, I don't have the grace to engage in this conversation. There is, this conversation is beyond my pay grade. Any other tips, survival tips on how to make sure that this tongue, this small tongue, does not crush this big body?
0: Well, I've, I've, I've used what I've used, what I've used for, I'll say what I've used over the years. I mean, in the past, when, um, <clears throat> way before I became a pastor, you know, I'm served as workers and everything, when, People bring those kind of things to me. My countenance just changes. And, and yes, and my countenance can be very strong. So so once my countenance changes, they just change the topic by themselves. So that has worked for me. You know. <laughs> I just change my countenance and say nothing. So they, they change the topic by themselves that's what another thing you could do based on what the bible says in fact the bible supports what i just said because you know um the bible says the the countenance in proverbs we would we, we drive with drive away the a tail bearer you know yeah. so yeah. yeah so that's that's in proverbs another thing the bible says is is just get up don't sit down there blessed is the man that does not sit in the seat of comfort yeah or, scoffers. Or, yeah, yeah. yeah scoffers and all that. That's, just get up and walk away. I
1: agree. We have yeah, some tips from the group, from the um, YouTube chat. Somebody said, pretend you have a phone call. Somebody says, walk away. Somebody says, um, just say, hey, yeah, and <laughs> dance away. <laughs> we see you, we hear you. Um looks as if there are no, there are no um, questions. To new questions here, our journey continues. Next week, we'll be back learning from, from the book of James. You know, but truly, even in our own personal time, engage the scripture, engage this world, and let's all thrive. To think that the reason we have some of us haven't gotten to where God wants to take us, because He's taking us really high on eagle's wings. Remember that we're eagle's wings. We cannot let one small tongue getting in our way and it's not only gossip and stuff like that it's also how you speak positive affirmations to yourself david wasn't humble at the wrong time they would say i have done this before i have done this before my god that did this He was affirming using what god had done in his life the affirmations that you can speak to yourself let's not let's not if there's if even if a doctor gives you negative a negative report and that negative report is even factual. And it looks as if the whole world has given you a report. At least be the one to be able to stand for yourself and counter it with positive. Absolutely. Even if it's only you that you say this is what the Lord says. Is it enough? In any case, what do you have to lose? <laughs> so, <laughs> you get the point.
0: Might as Thank well. Thank you
1: very much. <laughs> you might as well. You might as well and be positive. So we're going to take we're going to tame our tongue by the grace of God. We're going to learn from Jesus by the mercies of God. We're going to be deliberate about what we say and what we don't say. Both are important. Um, we're going to learn the protocol of speaking truth to power. We will not speak against power. Because to Sorry, I'm speaking Yoruba. um no one sent us. <laughs> We would, we would take everything we've learned today and it will become life to us in the mighty name of Jesus. We're all going to make it. We're all going to win. Soaring Amen. on eagles' wings. That is Amen. what Jesus wants for us and no tongue Amen. is going to hold us back.
0: Thank you, Pastor Ebami. Again, for an amazing time <clears throat> in the word of God. And thank you everybody for joining us and for having a good time um, with us, with God. So, <clears throat> the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace.
1: Amen.
0: And so it is and it shall be. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen.
1: amen.
0: Okay, so God's moving house. This is our year of lifting, and we are lifted all, all the way, all the way, on eagle's, way. eagles amen <laughs> Because they going to